Recorded live. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to today's uh, School of the Bible. I am Apostle Rose White, senior pastor here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. And I am delighted that you have joined us here on this wonderful Sunday morning. Uh, we are here today and uh, wanting to get in the Word of God on today. It's just wonderful. We can come together uh, in this particular time of study. This is our study. Call it School of the Bible because we're in school. And, um, you know, we're studying the Word. We're learning how to be better um, disciples, learning how to be better brothers and sisters, learning how to be better daughters and sons. Amen. Um, just that being better believers in Jesus Christ. And how we get better at what we do is through delving in the Word of God, studying the Word of God, hearing the Word of God on a regular and consistent basis. And so I just want to thank and praise the Lord for each and every one of you that are here on this morning. And we're going to get right into our assignment on today. Uh, but before we do, I do want to um, uh, say that we thank God for all of you who have been so faithful, all of our guests that are here with us for the very first time. God bless you on this wonderful Sunday morning. And blessings for all of those that are in the chat room, uh, those that are here live uh, in our camp on our campus this morning. And for those that are listening, going to be listening even later in time, listening to our archives, we just want to thank and praise the Lord for you. Thank God for our church without walls, uh, being able to, um, you know, Get the word out all across the globe. Amen. And so we thank God for you that help us week after week spread the, the good news that we are here because we want to be able to have most of people that are listening on a regular and consistent basis. We want to be a blessing to all those in whom we come to Christ. This morning we are actually going to go right into our study and our scripture this morning. We're going to be coming from two chapters. Um, there are two verses in Romans chapter 12 that we want to cover this morning, verses 1 and 2, and then we're also going to be covering Romans chapter 13, verses 18. So before we get started, let's go ahead and let's open up today. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we come to you. Thank you for today. We thank you for our life, our health, and our strength. We thank you for allowing us to see another wonderful day. We thank you, O oh God, because you truly did this the day in which you have made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father, for another Sunday morning, the first day of a brand new week. And we give you praise, glory and honor, that you allowed us to wake up and to see it. Now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. We welcome you to move through the airways on this morning. We welcome you to move throughout the atmosphere and throughout this local facility that we're in right now. We welcome you to touch the lives of every man, woman, or child that is listening to the sounds of, of my voice on this morning. And Father, right now, I ask that you would move me out of the way, that you will get the glory on this day, O oh God, for all that is going to be said, all that is going to be done on this day. We praise you, we glorify you, and we do give you honor. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, again, we do want to welcome everyone for being here with us. On today, there's been so many things going on um, this past week, and it's just been a wonderful week. And 
and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that in our morning uh, worship uh, hour. Amen. But we're going to get right into our study lesson for this morning. Again, coming from Romans chapter 12, we're going to be reading verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to drop over to chapter 13, where we're going to be reading verses 8 through 10. Amen. I'm reading from the Tuesday version um, on this morning. Chapter 12 of Romans. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, if you would drop over, uh, over to the next chapter, which is chapter 13, and drop down to verse 8. Says, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear falsely, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no evil to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Now, I want you to look at, back back up to verse 8, and this is our key verse for today's lesson because we're talking about love, you know, because love uh, fulfills the law. You know, therefore, uh, we think about love in so many different ways. I've heard, I heard one husband this week that says love is what brings the home to Amen. I thought that was the most special was the most special thing I did. You know, because you don't hear a lot of things. But you know, he actually said it's love. This is all work. He's not going to hang out with God. He's not going to hang out with And so it is love that will feel slow. And so when we go back and we look here um, at verse 8 of this chapter, um, it says, you know, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Now, when we look at this, um, especially even starting right here at this very uh, first uh, verse when we go back up to Romans chapter 12, it says that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, See, in reading the, the word of God, should always pay careful attention to, to that word. You see, therefore, you know, therefore is a very special word. And so Paul is using this word here as a marker to signal that he is moving from the what and the why um, up in the first verses, verses 1 through 11, to the how here in chapter 12. You see. And then Paul is saying, if you listen to all the things I've said up to now, here's how your lives should be protected. Isn't that something? And that's so true. Since you've done all that, now I want you to pay attention to this right here. And so stated another way, Paul is about to say how Jesus' victory over sin and the Father's proving of his love should influence behavior. You know, we should have no problem in walking upright. Living holy, you know, because we know that we can live holy, we can live victorious because of the 
shed on Calvary's cross. You know, we can live holy. We can love unconditionally because and have the right behavior because of God's love towards us. And so when we see the word, I beseech you, see, this is accompanying that word, therefore, which indicates that what comes next rises above. You see, here is that little quiet presentation. This will be possible, you know, what he has to say next, he does so with a, a, a great insistence. And then he goes on and says, by the mercies of God. Hear that? By the mercies of God. There is an urgency here. Paul is stressing a sense of urgency. That word that we're looking at, mercies, is used frequently throughout the song. It is an urgent request made to the Lord. We can see it in Psalm 25 and Psalm 40 and Psalm 51 and Psalm 59. We can see it in the book of 2 Corinthians. There's a sense of urgency. And so in the case at hand, Paul here now is imploring the, the believers in Rome by reminding them that the Lord is the God of great mercy. Hallelujah. Thank God for God's mercy. For God's love. This sums up, you know, God's character. And so all of those first 11 chapters here talks about the character of God. And then in that latter part of, of verse 1 here in chapter 12, he says that you present your love a, a living sacrifice. We got to do it. Not saying that God's going to do it or anybody else. We've got to do it. We've got to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable purpose. I'm not a reasonable Paul is now, he's turning into a particular part of the temple. You know, uh, there's a presenting of a sacrifice uh, being made here. And this sacrifice is, is the act. It's just like... Um, you know, offering uh, an animal in the Jerusalem temple. And, you know, not just uh, in the temple. You know, they were offering animals for sacrifices, even in pagan temples. You know, people that, those that didn't even believe in the Lord God, you know, in the hope of God, Yahweh. So this is representing this particular um, sacrifice of this offering is representing the Jews, just like when they present a firstborn. You know, that firstborn son at the temple that we read about over in Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. And this is part of the, the ritual of redeeming the firstborn according to the Jewish law by offering a sacrifice in that child's faith. And we can see a lot of that over in Old Testament history, such as in Exodus chapter 13, verse 2. Uh, verses 12, 13, as well as over in the book of Numbers, chapter 18, verse 15. I pray again that you all know this is Bible study, so I pray that you got your notepad, take your notes to record the scriptures, because for time's sake, we can't go through every scripture, but I will be pointing uh, various reference um, scriptures to you so that you can go back and study in your personal time of devotion. And so here, the offering, you know, that Paul has in mind, though it's it's not an animal, it's not some type of animal substance like grain. But here, he is urging the Romans to present their bodies, present themselves. You 
Christ, not lambs, not the goats, you see, because they don't survive a sacrificial act. They don't. But here it is, you and I, we ought to present our body. We ought to give our entire self as a living sacrifice. And so it's been noted that there's a problem with a living sacrifice. Notice that it says living. And when something's living, that means it's still crawling. It can crawl right on off the shelf. <laughs> a dead sacrifice is much more practical. Why? Because it won't move. But Paul is giving a, a, a vision here. They're using the imagination to remind us of Abraham. You know, we remember Abraham. Because what did he do with his son Isaac? He found him. You know, he tied him up and then he placed him on the altar to be sacrificed. Isaac was not dead. Isaac was alive. You see? When, when Abraham laid Isaac there on that altar, you know, um, he was still alive. We can see that in Genesis chapter 22, verse 9. That altar that was there, it had dry wood. It was ready to be lit on fire. And so Abraham literally intended to kill his son, burn his body, being content that that was what God wanted him to do. But guess what? God always has a plan. Hallelujah. We can rejoice about that. Because his plan, God's plan, was to test Abraham, not to witness or to accept Isaac's death. That was not it. God wanted to just see just how much faith Abraham had in the Lord God. See, Isaac was much more used to the Lord alive. And so Paul here is relating, you know, even in Romans chapter 9, Isaac. You know, he's relating Isaac being the instrument of promise. There is a son that has been chosen to be a key figure in building a future great nation. And so God, I want you to know, the same way that he tested Abraham, God will test yours. God will test my willingness to sacrifice our lives for him. But God wants to use holy lives in his service. We're supposed to be holy. And so Paul now, he then talks about uh, a reasonable service. When we think about reasonable, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a, a trekkie. <laughs> I, you know, I love Star Trek. And so I thought about Mrs. Fox, who's always saying, you know, that's just not logical. This is not logical. Or even he'll say, oh, that's logical. You know, and so when we think about reasonable, we, we seem to look at the term being logical. This makes sense, or it doesn't make sense. But this does. It's my reasonable service. It's my worship unto the Lord. It is from, you know, really when we look at reasonable service and we look at worship and we look at service, we get the idea of a worship service. See, when we worship God, what are we doing? We're serving him. When we serve God, we're doing what? We're worshiping him. And so all of this tied to Paul, therefore, given all the territory the apostle has covered in explaining, you know, God's love, his mercy, and his grace, that willing sacrifice of ourselves is the only reasonable response that we can have. Because, you know, if we do anything different, do anything otherwise, and worship the Lord, then we're in right out rebellion. It's just like sitting up. Now, when 
verse 2 here in Romans chapter 12. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we perform this reasonable service of worship to God? See, Paul here is using some, some words to explain this particular passage of Scripture. Here, when we see the word conform, um, I began to look at a couple of things and I thought about, uh, I had to, to put this in play uh, when it was coming to my house in, in Miami. And uh, I had to ask and look at the schematics. And schematics are basically a drawing. I wanted to see the drawing of the house because it had just been built and they laid out um, the drawings for me to see. And those drawings gave out a detailed plane, you know. Uh, even when you look at their drawings of, of everything that is created, even down to a smartphone. And so that word conform is, is a source of like a word of uh, schematic. Once that schematic is created, thousands or millions of identical devices can be produced from it. And so it's as if Paul is saying, don't follow the world's schematic diagram. You see, if we are going, if we are following the world's schematic, then we're not doing the right sort of service for the Lord. See, the world tells us that greed is good and that we should look out for ourselves. You see, serve yourself first. But serving God means that we love others and we give to those in need, even if it cramps our side. You know, we always say, don't cramp my side. But there comes a time when, you know, we, we have to be able to love others. And it's going to sometimes upset some people's Africa. It really will. We don't follow their command. But we're, we, we, so we only follow what the Word of God tells us to follow. We do it God's way. And so what Paul is not saying is that we are uh, to be nonconformist. That's not what he's saying. But to be not conformed to this world is not a license to break the rules. You know, if the speed limit is 70, we're not to break the rules. We're technically not supposed to be doing 90. We're supposed to do 70. Every teacher labors to do what? Train children in ways of conformity that are beneficial for everybody. When kids are asked to line up, the little boy who can never seem to do so is not a person serving God by being a nonconformist. He's rebellious, and he's got to learn basic discipline and how to follow rules. If you're part of a church house, you know, there are governing rules in that house. And when you go outside of those boundaries and you don't heed the instructions that have been given, in that particular house, then you are rebellious. And that's a dangerous place to be when we're walking in rebellion. And so we as believers have sometimes used Paul's be not conformed warning as an excuse to refuse to do things they just don't want to do. And that's not what Paul was intending. You see, the idea is that we don't follow the rules of the world when they come to the will of God. If they don't steal, that's exactly what it means. 
I was already one. I love pizza. <laughs> you know, I would leave places. Oh, my goodness. Every time I turn around, I had somebody, especially who was nice, and I was going to take them. You know. But at the same time, we are to be a people that follow after the word of God. And so I find myself all of a sudden, I said, so I'm like, oh, Lord, I didn't took this hotel. We take it right back in here. Now, I want that pen. It's a nice pen. But at the same time, it's still a bowl of stew. Because they didn't give me that pen. They just allowed me to use that pen. That's the end. People might say, oh, you know, that's a little petty thing. But you know, little petty things get us in the hair. Real quick and in the hair. Little petty things. Things that we think don't mount to a hill of beans, don't make good sense. Amen. And so let me just say that true 
transformation is a one-way process. If we've been changed by the Holy Spirit, we should not be relaxing in the old way. God has changed you, cleaned you up, turned you around, you know, and there should not be a going back to the old ways, the old things in which we used to do, the old ways in which we used to act, the old words, uh, cursing words, and and things that we used to say should be coming out of our mouth. Why? Because we have been changed. Nothing is the same for us. Our priorities are different. Our goals are different. Our ambitions are different. Our lives are renewed and transformed. Our guiding star should be good. It's acceptable. It's the perfect will of God. Our renewed soul should be ready to know it and follow it. I sometimes cringe when I see people that say that they are believers in Jesus. I'm just going to say it as it is. You know, they came in and they were just all cleaned up. They were all ready to go. Ready, on, on fire. You know, but they used to do lots of stuff. They were out in the street. They were doing drugs. They were smoking. They were cursing. Everything came out of their mouth was a word of profanity. But then they come on this side. And some things haven't changed. Some things that still do. There are words still coming out of their mouth. It's not the word of God or to the life of, of holy. And so here is where we've got to bring ourselves under subjection. Here is where we have to say, you're not doing that anymore. That's not who you are anymore. You cannot say those kinds of things. And you've got to bust it that up. And we have to learn, God, I need your help with because my way should not be my way. My way has to be your way. Hallelujah. That which is acceptable. That is perfect. That which is your will. Hallelujah. So when we look down, drop over, we're going to go over now to chapter 13. When we look at verse 8, it says, Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Oh, my goodness. My brother will be the first to say that I am one that constantly preach this thing, oh, no man, nothing but the law. See, the world wants us to be in, in hot and dead. You know, the world wants us to stay in a place where we, we're in bondage. You know, to everything, even the things of life itself, where we're just in bondage. But we're not to owe anybody anything. All we're supposed to owe them is love. <laughs> See, I, this is a, a, a different shift here. From 12 over to 13. Then here is a practical instruction for us as believers in Jesus Christ. Paul is giving both some financial advice as well as moral advice. He's saying, oh, no man, anything. You know, this has sometimes been understood to keep you and I as believers from borrowing money from any person. But we know that there are times when we do have to borrow money. You know, if we're going to buy a home, unless you're wealthy, you can just buy, take, or cash. You know, there are certain things that we do have to purchase, and it's going to be on credit. But that's not what Paul is saying, you know, uh, because that would not be in harmony with the Word of God. What he is saying is that the debts that we do have, that we need to pay them. If you've got debts, we have to pay those debts. You see, if you've incurred that debt, that's your debt. you got to pay that debt. And so that wise person will borrow a little and do it very infrequently. You don't just continue to, to gather on debt after debt after debt, knowing that you have no means to pay. You know, you get a little bit, 
pay that off. And then you get something else and you pay that off. You know, you focus on the little that you have and paying that off little by little. I remember a couple of years ago I had like about $150,000 worth of debt and I was trying to buy a house and I knew that I was going to have to do that. But I had to have some delayed gratification. So there were things that I had to put off for about two years. And, um, you know, and everything, every time I got money, um, I didn't go out to dinner. I wasn't buying anything. All I was doing, I started with the small field first, small little debt first, and I would pay up that small little debt off first. And then after I paid that and I paid those off, the same amount that I needed to pay for those little bills, I took that same amount and applied it to the next. Kept applying it until all of a sudden I had gotten all my debt down to about $32,000. And then by working in real estate and mortgage, God supernaturally blessed me where I was able to just come up and take the cash that I had made in one month, pay that last little bit off, and was able to go and purchase that home that I desired to purchase. But see, that is what God is saying. Even to this day, God is saying, okay, if you're going to get a debt, you know, you're going to get a car, you get that one car, pay that car off before you go and get a second. But sometimes what we do is we go get two, three, four cars on top of a big, expensive house. Now we got all this debt that is piled up on God is calling us to become good stewards. You know, being good stewards of those things in which we have so that we're not put in a place where all of a sudden we get beside ourselves. We're not as sweet, we're not as nice, but we're angry because we're looking at all the debt that we are. <laughs> so we're to pay our debt. And this is not a surprising or controversial piece of advice. See, financial integrity is a desirable quality. And Paul is using this fact to move to some important points, something that, you know, might be surprising to some. We do have a continuing debt. You know, we do have cost to pay debt. See? And this debt is not going to never be retired, and that is the obligation to love one another. That's really the only debt we should ever have. And that's the debt to, uh, to love people, to love one another. And, and guess what? And when we say that, it's not just loving people who love us back. It's not just loving our family and our friends and our colleagues, you see. But here, it's about uh, uh, loving all people. See, Paul is pushing beyond the church. He is going out into the community and long. We ought to love those with whom we got any sort of relationship. And that love should be unconditional love. Did you really know what unconditional love is today? I love you, you know, today, as long as you sing into my song, as long as you dance into my music, as long as you're doing what I want you to do and how I want you to do it, I love you. But the moment you go for a friend, the moment you step uh, uh, two steps too far to the left, up love has gone out the window. See? You, you know, we've got to be able to love. You know, not necessarily looking for that love to, to come back. But a lot of times we know that we love people that just don't love us. We can love all of them, but that love is just not going to be returned back to us. But our responsibility and our debt that we owe is to love them. That's why we're the old no man nothing but to love us. We pay our debt and we love everybody that we come in contact with. That's what we are to do. That's what God is saying to us, even today. Whatever we get, we need to strive to pay that debt. That's a very important. That's a message today. Because the saints of God are in so much financial trouble. We're struggling today. 
won't go out to Walmart. Many of us feel like we're cheaper at this point. You know, my thing has been and, and will continue to be if necessary. I'm going back to work tomorrow. As a matter of fact, the thank Lord, God has opened up the store. You know, and so if you got debt, then you got to do whatever it takes to pay that debt. And that means that you've got to get off your dust and go to work, then you need to do it. The Bible says that he that don't work, don't we? You see, and so we've got to do whatever it is to take to make sure that we take and pay for our responsibilities and our, our obligations. And when we don't do that, we come into some problems. So the only debt that you and I technically are supposed to have in this life, and that debt is a continual debt, and that's loving, loving on us unconditionally. Now, uh, in the disappointing thing to hear in the public, those who claim to believe, but they are so full of every time they open up their mouth, they're in. Everything comes out of their mouth is abuse. You know, you, you, you get out and you hear a lot of swearing. For me, it sometimes sort of vexes me uh, when I see believers that can, that can use more profanity than some of the folks that I know out in the world that don't use any or little at all. So my thing is, when you're saying you're in Christ, you're covered by the blood, you're full of the Holy Ghost, but yet I'm hearing all kinds of stuff coming out of your mouth, uh, my skin is cold. I'm sort of wondering, what is that? What is that all about? You know, <laughs> because there are so many wholesome things that we can talk about. And when we've got the love of Christ on the inside of us, then he cleanses us up. You know, and that includes our mouth. That we, too, put under subjection. And we know that we li- we're living today in a time where it's a lot of angry times right now. There's some anger that is unquenchable, that is being tossed out there toward others every day, all day now, especially right here in the United States. You know, we see it every time we turn on the news, every time we listen to the radio or turn on the Internet. We see it even with the upcoming of these elections that are going on. It's all kind of anger that's being thrown out there toward other people. But you and I, it does not mean that, you know, we wink at, at evil. We've got to pray that God will protect our hearts and that we will continue to walk in our obligation to love others, no matter what they do. That's why we don't get on the bandwagon with this election and we just toss out all kinds of evil words. That's why right now, even on our morning matter broadcast, we're praying for, for both the candidates that's running for president. Just because they're throwing out harsh and crazy words don't mean we're to do it. We ought to walk in love at all times. So, yes, I'm praying for Donald Trump. Yes, I'm praying for Hillary Clinton. I certainly am. And you should be too. We don't get on the bandwagon with the others. We don't throw out the harsh words and the killing and the destructive words. But we show forth love. When we look down at verse 9, here for those that have just tuned in, we're here at Romans chapter 13. When we look at verse 9, it says, For thou, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Paul now does something that's very compatible with his identity as a Christian. You know, that's one that has a Jewish background. He's one that is, is a trained rabbi. So, I mean, he, 
But, but what we do have, he's given that us to God. For him to use it for his glory, for his purpose. It's not about us or any particular person or people. It's all about the king. Lord, we give what we have as a sacrifice unto you. This is what it means to be a living Laying ourselves down for someone To be a sacrifice means that we are ready for God's transforming power as we consider how best to be. Hallelujah. Among. Isn't it so? You and I are served. God has other servants. And God is calling us to even serve the other servants. We're living in a society where everybody wants to be served. But you and I are called. It's an honor to be You know, uh, on last week, even as we went to a church, you know, and just sitting back and just watching and observing, it was such a blessing just to be in a place, um, a small place, but such a nice place to be at. You know, just to be able to go and to be a part to serve another person, another pastor, a great bishop, wonderful man of God. Amen. It was such a blessing, and my heart was so moved uh, by seeing God touch the lives of those individuals. Who is the Lord? He is. And that's what that's what being a living sacrifice means. That's what it means, you know, being a servant. And know this: that we cannot transform us. If we try to achieve godliness through conforming, guess what? Okay. We got to allow. The great transform, <laughs> hallelujah, who is God himself working through uh, his Holy Spirit and his Holy Word. Today, if there is anyone that is listening, and that if you have not yet been transformed, you have not yet been made new, you have not been yet made whole, God wants to transform. God wants to renew the time. You may have been in church for a long time. But you're saying, you know what? I need to be made I need to have my mind made I need to be transformed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, like the transformers. I want to preach the message on that. The transformers, how they look one way, then all of a sudden their, their whole body changes into something. Changes into something different. They transform. Today, if that's you, I want to pray with you. The best day of your life because God wants to transform each one. Hallelujah. If you did not say, I want you to stand right where you are. Those that you in the house of God, I want you to pray. I come to you. I ask that you would say, Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my shortcomings. I repent of doing things all day. I repent of not walking towards the door. This day, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is going to the earth again, that he lives on this earth, and that he gave his life, died on the cross, shed his blood. I believe in my heart that he rose after three days with all power in and so I confess with my mouth on the that Jesus Christ, he is the Lord. 
and that he is. I believe today that he came to save us. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior on this day. Now I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to be transformed. I want to be made whole. I want to be made new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. I want you to know that if you pray that prayer with me, then you can you can thank on that things have been totally made new. That the old has been passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that if you pray that prayer, and you make that declaration unto the Lord. And the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you on today. And so we want to be able to walk with you, to take you to the next level. And that is now that you have received Christ in your life, or if you have uh, rededicated your life to the Lord, then you need to become a part of a strong ministry. You need to become a part of a place where you can hear the word consistently every single day as much as possible because it's according to your faith and by faith. As we hear the word of God, our faith is increased. By faith. Hallelujah. Faith coming by hearing. And so the more you keep hearing the word of God, the stronger your faith will become. And so we ask that if there is not a place uh, there in your local area, but go to the outside of our local regional area, go to listen to the site, the internet, the radio, that are listening by the computers, we ask right now that you please go to our website at church.org, Click on the iChurch tab because um, we want you to know um, about our ministry, our church here. There are many churches that are even using our name uh, or classifying themselves as a part of this ministry, but there are only one people that are the church. They're located here in East North Carolina. We want you to get to know us um, and we want you to able to come and feel that this is a place where you know that you can hear the word of God. We're not here to roar over anyone, but we are here to teach the word of God. Amen. Uh, we believe that as we teach the word, we pray that that word will get so much into you where you are want to just do the right thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we pray that as you go to that iChurch tab, that you will reread the information and fill out that online form and then click submit. And when you click submit, to give us a little bit of time, or maybe a day or so, a few days, and one of our staff will get back in touch with you. We've been so busy here, and uh, we are looking for volunteers to come in to assist to help us as, you know, we, we are growing. And so we pray that you will give us uh, that time to get back to you and to help you to continue on this journey. Amen? Amen. But we also ask that you send us an email as well. Send that to KOGFC at Outlook.com. Again, that's KOGFC at Outlook.com. Or you can give us a call at 336-539-2447. Again, that's 336-539-2447. We want to hear from you. Amen. Hallelujah to God. Jesus, Lord. Well, we're going to quickly make some of a few uh, announcements here before uh, we get ready um, to leave out from here on today and to go right into our morning worship service. God has truly been blessing us so. It has just been so amazing. And so we pray and first and foremost that you all will join us every weekday morning uh, and we're having a wonderful time of fellowship on our Bloody Mountain 
Friday a.m. Central. Um, that's, that's 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Talk Shoe. You use the same dial in number for those who are calling in. You know, so the difference with the code number is different, which is 140 pounds. Again, that's 140273 pounds. God is sure to go on a journey in the book of Psalms, and that is exactly what we're doing. We are now in uh, Psalms 119, and, and it's just getting better and better. Amen. It gets better and better. So join us every weekday morning, Monday through Friday. Also, uh, we do want to announce that every Wednesday night, especially for those of you that have just given your life over to Jesus Christ, join us on Wednesday night for our Disciples Life class. This is where we come together on Wednesday night for an hour. Uh, where we are studying things that are pertaining to us as disciples. And we're all disciples. And again, we're all going to be in tune until Jesus comes, until uh, we are no longer living or breathing, talking and moving. You see, and so when tonight is that time where this is some um, intimate um, of things that pertain to us on a personal level as, uh, as believers and as disciples of Jesus. So join us here at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the same right here on TalkShoe using the same code that you dialed on this morning. For those that are in the chat room, thank God for you that are able to log on and to listen. Amen. Right on the internet. Hallelujah. Uh, we also are thankful for those that have already enrolled. Uh, you know what? But I want you to know that you can continue um, as an ongoing enrollment process in our School of Theology. We're just so grateful as the Lord is uh, moving us different places, moving up even in greater heights, um, more into the prophetic, um, and teaching us how to hear this voice clearly and distinctively so that we can move effectively in the kingdom. And so for those of you that are still interested in joining our School of Theology, please go to our website, which is www.kogbiblecollege.net. You can also email us at the email address, kog.outlook.com, to inquire of more information about how you can even enroll even now at this very time. Amen. Um, we also do want to thank God, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment, because we're not going to go through a formal uh, benediction on this morning. But for those of you that do have to leave, we do ask that you um, will continue to pray for us, continue to lift us up as we continue to do the will of our Father who is in heaven. Um, pray for our strength. Amen. And pray for the members. Um, here in the house, we thank God for the faithful that are here. They are constantly praying, and even when they are not present, they are still praying. Amen. For many um, have family obligations, work obligations, but we're so thankful that even though they're not here, they're still on the battlefield. They're still working. They're still doing. And so we thank God for those of you that have partnered with us praying, and we thank God for those of you that have partnered with giving and your offerings, those that are tithers. We thank God for each and every one of you. And we pray God's richest blessings upon you as you continue to go into what we believe is good ground. Amen. When we sow in good ground, we get a good return back. Amen. And so we are thankful for you on today. Amen. Well, that, that ends um, our School of the Bible on this morning. And we are going to get ready to go right into our morning worship service. Hallelujah. We are so glad, amen, that you are here on today. And if we were going to sing a song, it would be so glad we're here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we want to say a very big good morning. God bless each and every one of you that have joined us here uh, this morning uh, here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. Those that are here.
cameras, and those of you that are joining us by a way of our talk show radio, whether you're dialed into the studio or you're listening via the Internet in the chat room, great big God bless you on this wonderful Sunday morning. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing today. Hallelujah. And we're giving God glory, and we are giving him honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to sing just a little song on this morning. Amen. And it is to let God arise and let all of his enemies be scattered. Amen. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let God, let God arise. Our God arose and his enemies were scattered. Our God arose and his enemies were scattered. Our God arose and his enemies were scattered. Our God, our God arose.
Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against every hindering spirit. We come against every plot, every plan, every scheme, every tactic, every trick of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. We call to serve the enemy notice that he has no authority and no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And so, Father, right now we thank you for those who desire to be here and that you will bless each and every person that desires to be here that they will be able to come, that they will be able to log on, they will be able to dial in. And so today, God, we bless your name on this morning for you being high and lifted up and for you being a great and awesome God. This morning, Father God, move by your power right now in the name of Jesus. Help us, oh God, to have ears to hear what you're saying to us by your spirit. Help us to be respectful of your word today. Help us to have a teachable spirit. Help us to be comfortable on today. Help us, oh God, to even heed your word that we will not only be listeners, but we will become doers of your word. Now, Father, we thank you. And we give you praise for every person that is represented on this call today and those that are represented here in the house today. Yeah, that you would be in our midst and we'll forever give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. Oh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. We have come into this house. We gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house. We gathered in his name to worship Christ the Lord.
I can hear the brush of angels wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his praise. I can hear the brush of angels wings. I see glory on each day. Surely the presence, surely the presence, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, right where you are, just begin to worship the Lord on this morning, hallelujah, but surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's according to your faith, so be it unto you on today, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place, hallelujah. And we glorify him on today. Hallelujah. We magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. In this place, on this wonderful day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. He's the glory. God bless you all. Hallelujah. On this morning, there is such a presence of the Lord on today. And I thank God for each and every one of you. That are here. I just want to say very quickly, give out a great big shout out to the saints of God that prayed with us on um, this week. Thank God for the saints of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church that prayed with us. Thank God for Brother John that accompanied me on this week down um, to be with uh, Bishop Cobb. Amen. And his saints. It was such a sweet, I can't even begin um, to explain. But such a sweetness in that house. Don't you know it's a sweetness when we come together with our brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. You know how pleasant it is when brothers can come together. Amen. There's nothing greater than that. And we just thank and praise the Lord that God gave us and able to go. And then we also want to thank and praise the Lord um, even for this past Thursday. I tell you, we are rejoicing. Today, um, as we had our women's cutting ceremony um, on this uh, Thursday morning, this past Thursday morning, oh my goodness, it was just unbelievable. It was electrifying. It was exciting. And there were so many people that were here on today. And so we just thank God. We truly do. We thank God for the saints. Um, you know, we thank God for the city of Regal that was here, the chamber of commerce, of which we are members of. Uh, we thank God for the police, chief of police, the mayor. Uh, we just thank God for so many. Oh, my goodness, I can't even name them all. Uh, we thank God for the saints, you know, God Fellowship Church. We thank God for the official opening of the Refuge and Richmond Community Center. We are a 501c3 organization, not one in name, but it is official. Hallelujah. You know, we are not only 
um, uh, nationally, federally recognized, but also state um, recognized and listed. Amen. And so that is such a great accomplishment, which we give God all the praise, the glory, and honor for. And we're so thankful for the saints um, that have worked so diligently, so hard, Brother Thomas. Amen. Just a wonderful, wonderful man of God for Pastor Baker and for Sister Banks and Carla. You know, we're just so thankful, Brother Sean, for those that are here. We may be few in number, but they have given. Amen. They've given up their finance. They've given up their time. They've given up their ability and just have poured out their hearts to help us to get where we are today. It's one thing to talk about your part of something. It's another thing when you do it. A lot of people say that they started stuff, but they never contributed anything to it. Amen. But we're so thankful that, that these things not only just talked the game, they walked it out. You know, they contributed. They worked it out. Amen. And as Minister Carla lots of times, she said, said, walk it out. Amen. And so we want to give honor to whom honor is and give flowers um, to those precious things. Amen. And for all of our, our friends that have helped us, uh, along the way and have prayed for us, uh, you know, to help us to even get this facility uh, in the place of where it is today. Amen. I'm telling you, only God can do such a thing. And so we give uh, God the glory on today. My heart is so humbled by that on this morning. And so we ask that you would continue to pray for us um, as the work is great. Amen. And the needs are many as we continue to go forth. We are, we want to announce that we are in our uh, peace drive and we are in our clothing drive. Amen. And so uh, we are trusting the Lord to bless us to be able to fill our pantry. Amen. Both our clothes pantry and our food pantry. We are believing God. I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. And so we do want to announce um, that we are officially um, in our peace drive and in our clothing drive. So you're able for those that are in the local area, um, you can drop off those items Tuesday through Friday between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Um, for those that want to give financially, you're able to do that by going to our website. Um, you can click on our website to donate but You can go directly to PayPal um, and be able to give right there on PayPal using our email address, prayer at gmail.com. We are also in the process of taking applications for those who are in the need of emergency services. Amen. Because we do have to have, um, you know, we have to do our due diligence and have a list, um, a roster of those in whom we serve on a, a monthly, weekly, on or as needed basis. So we are taking applications. So if you know of individuals um, that are in need, um, those that are able, those that are elderly, um, if you know people that are out of work, even if you know people that are working but yet they're still struggling, um, we still want to take applications for them. Because there's a lot of times those that are working every single day, they still don't have enough to make them see. And then, you know, many people that work a job every day, but they don't have enough to buy groceries. You know, well, their utilities are about to be turned off. It's not already turned off. So we want to be a blessing to them. Many of the items that we do need when it comes to food um, right now are the non-perishable items. Um, and so if you know where they have the shelf life, even of milk, where milk doesn't have to be put in the refrigerator, we also want to be able to get those pieces um, that have shelf life 
Um, you know, we need all types of non-perishable items, bag items, box items, canned goods of every sort, spices. Um, so please uh, help us be able to get those food items. And then also when it comes to clothing, um, this is now we're going to be going on to September, the winter months are coming. And so we're looking for, you know, items to stock, canned goods, you know, um, sleeping bags, things like that that can help to keep individuals warm that may not have a place Amen. Um, please know that we are a member of the Regional Chain of Commerce. And also, again, I do want to announce that we are a 501 C3 organization. And so your gifts that you give for donations are all tax-deductible. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Well, it is all time. Amen. Amen, and we praise the Lord for this particular time of worship that we can give unto the Lord through uh, giving of our tithes and of our offerings. You know what? Seeing a tither is a blessing. Amen. And it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And tithing is our responsibility. Amen. And God has given us, we are to give back to him. That's him that he asked for. You know, he gives us all of us. Hallelujah. To do as we will. But all he's asking for is a piece. And so when we give that to him, I'm telling you, he multiplies. He multiplies beyond measures, and he opens up doors that we can't even begin to see. Amen. And so we want to pray for all of you that are giving the tithes, those that are giving offerings. Amen. Those that are even giving in our mission, um, uh, you are able to uh, designate if you want to give towards missions, which will help for our local helping those that are without even to be able to succeed to support children and schools and those families that are struggling, um, you're able to give to that. It may be some that may want to give to our media ministry, amen, and we're looking at delving more and particularly later on this fall and winter into TV. And so for those of you that desire to be able to give over to the media ministry, just designate your gift that it is for the media ministry, amen. And so we thank and praise the Lord today for those of you that are giving, for those of you that are here in house. Um, we do have an envelope. You can um, uh, get an envelope. Raise your hand. We'll give you an envelope. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for those of you that are giving on today. We want to pray for you. Amen. On this morning, that you are going to receive that great return upon your giving. God is a good God. And he is a faithful God. And we can't outbe his gift. Amen. So I want you to lift your gift. Even those that of you that are giving around the nation, around the country, lift your feet up before the Lord that you are lifting on today. By faith, believe in God. And as you are giving, God is going to give back. Hallelujah. For those of you that are writing a check, make that check payable to KOGFC, which is short for the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. And you can mail your check, desire to mail your check. You can mail that directly to us here at 337 South L Street. That's Unit C, Unit and David. 337 South L Street, Greenville, North Carolina, 27330. Or again, you can give via PayPal using the email address, gmail.com, or going directly to our website, which is www.kogfellowshipchurch.org, and clicking on the donate button, you are able to give right online. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let us pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just thank you, O oh God, for these precious ones. O oh God, these that are your people, those that are called by your name today. 
We thank you, O God, that they are giving out of the abundance of their heart. They are giving from a cheerful heart. They're giving as hilarious givers on today. And, Father, as they give, we thank you that you are a rewarder for those who diligently seek you, for those that give accordingly, O God. We ask right now that you would open up the floodgates, that you would open up the windows of heaven, and that you would pour them out blessings, that there's not even enough room for them to receive it, that they got to stay hold up. I can't even have, I don't have enough space to take on any more blessings. And so, Father, we thank you right now that you're giving that good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. We thank you right now that there is a great harvest, that 30, that 60, that 100-fold, that is coming right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, oh God, that in every person's life there is nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. We thank you right now that each person that is given, that they are walking in the abundance of more than enough right now in Jesus' name. We thank you right now that because they are given, those that were in need of a job that you are opening up supernaturally, that even on tomorrow they will get a call and a job will already be in place them, and not just any job, but the job of their heart's desire that will provide all of their needs on today. We thank you, oh God, that because of their giving, that promotion that would have passed over them, that job now, the promotion is coming their way, that they are getting the step and they are going to be acknowledged for being a one that is about to be accelerated. God, we thank you right now for those that are giving on today. They're going to walk in good health on today. That that report that could have been bad, and it's turning out good on their behalf, all because of what they're giving on this Sunday morning. Father, we thank you right now that because of their giving, that one that was about to go through separation and divorce, that you're going to reconcile their marriage back into a right relationship. Father, that one that is given on today that was walking around sad, didn't know which way to go, that you're going to give them direction, you're giving them peace of mind, and you're giving them clarity on what steps to take next. Oh, God, we thank you, hallelujah, that because of our giving, oh, God, that there are so many things that take place, our children that were wayward, because of our giving, they're coming back home, they're cleaning up their lives, and they are choosing to do the right thing. God, we thank you that because of our giving, our children that were struggling with learning in school, that now they're able to comprehend. Now, all of a sudden, their minds seem to be clear. They can now learn what it is that those teachers are teaching them, and that student that might have been a C student is now an A student. God, we bless your name right now, but we know that because of our giving, doors are open. Hallelujah, they're open wide. Hallelujah, it's more to our giving than just dollars and cents. There is so much that happens in the spirit realm. And so, Father, we thank you now. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we do give you honor on these, hallelujah, that are given. We thank you for the abundance that is coming forth from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Oh, it's in Jesus' name we pray, and we say amen, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah, I feel a laughter deep down in my soul. Amen. On this morning, I'm telling you right now, it's just a laughter on the inside because I know that the devil just got beat up. He just, he just got slapped in the face. Hallelujah! All because somebody is giving their way out from where they're in right now in Jesus' name. For God, be the glory. Well, this morning, Amen. We're going to be coming today. Amen. For several scriptures, God has given me a little something to share with you. Amen. I promise today I'm not going to be before you long. But this week, as a matter of fact, on last Saturday, uh, the Lord began to deal with me with some things. And, uh, and I didn't really realize it until 
blessing unto you that are listening on this morning. Amen. So if you would, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And again, we're going to be looking at various scriptures on today, but this is uh, one of our scriptures for this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you today, God. We thank you for this time. We thank you for the songs we song. We thank you, O oh God, for the prayers that have already been offered. Now, Father, we come before you to stuff at your table. Right now, we ask that you would open up the ears of our understanding and that you would bring about illumination to our mind, our spirit on today. Help us, O oh God, to receive your word. I ask that you would hide me behind your cross. Help me to decrease this morning that you may increase. God, I ask that you would use me for your glory. Let every word this day, that every action that I take, oh God, let it be acceptable in your sight today. For it's all about you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Oh my God. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke uh, in my spirit on last Saturday. Uh, the word, he kept saying, wait. The word, wait. Not weight upon the Lord, but the weight, like weight that we use, like our weight that we have within the body, the weight that we exercise, uh, weight. And I couldn't understand it. The system pieces kept coming, kept coming, kept saying weight. And then on Sunday, even as talking about something, on last Sunday, and as I began to hear, even Pastor Baker was talking, you know, and dealing with sin, just dealing with issues, different Dealing with, with life in general, I kept hearing the word weight. But then on Tuesday, amen, you know, when God gave the message that there is a great work for us to do, um, I didn't realize that after I left um, the church on Tuesday night that the Lord said, yes, there is a great work for us to do, but until we lay aside the weight, <laughs> we can't really run and do the work that we need. Because the weight will hold us down. And the weight will hold us down. My, my, my. And so today I want to talk about those weights. You see, because uh, Jesus has called you and I to run away. You see. And it's, it's a faith race. And this race is not something that is short term, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. You see. And this race. It's all about faith, and so many are losing faith today. They are losing hope today. Many have fallen out of the race. Y'all know how sometimes we get into a race and people just say, oh, you know what, it's just too long, it's too tiresome, it's too hard, I can't finish this race. I've been in races. Honestly, I've been in races, and I, you know, I don't even think I got a third way through that race. I'm like, who's going? I'm already tired. I'm sitting on the side of my own. sitting on the straight. You know, and there are many people in, in life in general are giving up the race. Why? Because it's too hard. You know, it's too long. But here, you and I have been surrounded 
haven't been trained to do what they need to do first. And so there are some prerequisites. And that's why Paul was saying, do you not know that in a race all the runners run? Hallelujah. Everybody's running. I want you to turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want you to um, look down at verse 24. We're going to read um, starting at verse 24. Because the Lord really wants us to see some things here on today. Hallelujah. Because he wants us to win this thing. Not to just start something and then fall by the wayside quick or give up. You know, or be counted out. He wants us to weep. And so verse 24 here of chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians, it says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run off, when one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we are incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertain, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a word. That's a word. That's a word. Hallelujah. You see, there are, there are many runners that are running. We're all in this race to win. Many of There's many in this race, but guess what? Only one's going to receive the prize. And so we've got to be able to run so that we can win the prize. We've got to have purpose. I sometimes put toast out, live on purpose and live with purpose. And see, we're living with that, even athletes, those that are athletes, you know, they have to exercise some self-control. When you know that you're on a mission, you have an assignment to do. As an athlete, there are certain things you can't do, and you've got to have self-control about it. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. You see, you can't be one that easily follows the crowd. Now, if you know that you've got to, to run a race in the morning, you've got a boxing match in the morning, you've got to play basketball in the morning, you've got a football game this afternoon, you know you can't be smoking no marijuana, no crack cocaine, you can't be sitting up drinking no, no uh, alcohol, you can't be even having sex. And then even if you watch Rocky, I mean, Rocky with his with his wife, and he loves his wife. <laughs> but when he went out and he knew he had to fight, he couldn't even call together with his wife. They could not be have that intimacy. Why? Because he knew that it would drain his strength. There's got to be self-control. There's no midnight rambling. Why? Because these things will slow the body down. As an athlete, you need your full strength. You need your complete 
want to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 again. Remember, we read this scripture. It's talking about running to obtain the prize. the prize for us. You see, there's a race that has been set for us. For us. And to do this, we got to carefully examine what we're wearing. We got to examine everything that we're carrying on us and with us. See, the weight and the sin that's talked about, a lot of this stuff, it's a wrong belief. Did you know sometimes we got some jacked up thoughts? We got some messed up mindset. There are stuff that we need to strip off from our thought patterns. You see, because those things that we believe are stuff that's on the inside of us will come out of even our mouths. Those thoughts and those beliefs, that thinking, thinking will slow us down and it will hold us back. And we've got to rid ourselves of those things. You know, uh, I was talking uh, with Brother John and we were talking about things such as having poor self-esteem. And do you know there are many beautiful people? And I think about even uh, Janet Jackson. Such a but, oh, she's just absolutely beautiful. But you know, I heard her say that she had poor self-esteem. She didn't think that she looked beautiful. Michael Jackson was a primary example of that. Great artist, great talent. But he had poor self-esteem. He didn't like himself. That's why he was constantly changing his body, changing his facial features. See, in our belief system, they get warped, messed up. Backed up and tore off. And we've got to get our belief system back in line with the Word of God and think what God thinks. Take it off the line of Christ. Because our thoughts will become shackled and our feet, they'll trip us off. We are to run with patience, that race that has been assigned to us. You have a race to run. I have a race to run. We have a race to run. And we got to believe that God has placed us on this race and that we are more than conquerors and we're going to cross that finish line. See, we, got, we can't be looking to say, well, she's going to be able to win and I won't. I don't know how many of you saw the Hunger Games, the movie The Hunger Games, but that boy that was in that sector with the younger he had already said, I won't win, you will. But he already spoke it out of his mouth. She said, but guess what? Because of what was on the inside of her and her confidence that she had, they both won. Hallelujah. Because she carried him with her. But did you know there are some times that are some thoughts that you got to let go? Because there are times when people become your weight. There are some friends and some family members you got to let go. We love them, but we can't carry them on the race with us. We got to run this race. They can't run it with us or for us. Hallelujah. This is a time when you got to lay aside the weight, lay away aside the thought. And then when we look, even when we look over, quickly uh, turn over, uh, to, to chapter 2 of Hebrews, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. 
and that war that is continuing to run, we got to be serious about disciplining our body. We got to train. We got to be in a constant practice. We got to know how to discern what is that and how to run this race. Oh my goodness, we got to lay aside the weights to see it. We got to have some skills that is necessary. And then we got to have constant practice. We don't just stop because we gain something. Even many people that leave school, they stop. They might go into a whole different field from what they study. But you got to continue to practice what's been taught. Don't be discouraged. Even though you might not have mastered everything, I certainly have not, but I refuse to be discouraged. Don't you be discouraged. Don't you give up. Keep at it. Keep doing over and over and over again what you're doing. Most importantly, we got to know the difference between what is right and wrong and then practice. Then one, one thing to know what's, what's right is another thing to practice what's right. <laughs> Keep that. And then I want you to know that every time we turn around, we hear coaching. People talk about coaching. You know, even the most skilled runners, those that are gifted in various areas, they constantly still need coaches. I still need coaches in my life. We aren't always the best judge at identifying our own ways and sins. That's why God sends people in our lives. And if we remain teachable, if we stay coachable, 